Hello, and welcome to our third podcast in our Advent series. I'm Rachel Lozano, and I'm joined today by Jacqueline Harper, Janet Lozano, and Jen Lozano. Today, we will be looking at the scripture passage from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So because of who I am, when I read the scripture, the first things that jump out to me are what I'm supposed to do and how I am supposed to be. I should be joyful and kind. I should not worry. I should pray all the time and I should be peaceful. That can feel like a tall order when life is overwhelming, hurtful, hard, exhausting. Fill in the blank of how you are feeling right now. At this time of year, it can be easy to fall into the trap of pretending. Pretend I feel joyful. Pretend I'm not worried. Pretend I'm at peace. But I don't want to do this. And I don't want those of you listening to do it either. What I really want is to feel joy, kindness, and peace in the deepest part of my heart. For it to be real and not an act. For that joy and peace to be with me in my quietest hours when there's nothing to distract me. As I read and reread these verses in Philippians, something different caught my attention, and that was, the Lord is near. That sentence almost doesn't fit with what everything else that Paul is saying around it, uh, with all his instruction, and yet it fits perfectly because it should be our starting point and then the point we return to over and over again. The Lord is near. I can't do this. The Lord is near. This is too hard. The Lord is near. I hate them. The Lord is near. No one understands. The Lord is near. Your pain, your darkness doesn't scare him or make him turn away. He is near. Paul says, make your requests known to God. This sounds really formal, like present, you're presenting a list to the Lord. What I feel like Paul is saying is pour out your heart to the Lord. Paul says, in everything. There is no request, no thought that God wants you to hold back from him. There is no way through. There's no way to peace and joy unless we bring everything. So I encourage all of us today to bring it all to the Lord. Hold nothing back so that you may truly know the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I'm just going to pray for us and just press into whatever the Lord is saying to you right now as you hear those words. Lord, I am broken. I need you. Lord, I know you are near, but I'm scared. I'm scared to face my deepest hurts and sorrows. I'm scared to bring them to you. Help me. 
Help me to lay everything before you and to hold nothing back. Thank you that you are near. Amen. Rachel, thank you so much. I uh, have to say during that part of your exhortation when you were reading the words over and over again, the Lord is near, I was tearing up because (laughs) that's it. I just, I read this scripture right before we started, before we came to do this podcast, so I could have a moment to just have the Lord speak to me. And I was really struck. The week I had was just one of those weeks where like, my son had problems with the common app submission, technology stuff. My car broke down. We don't have a dishwasher. Got logged out of my online banking. <laughs> Those kind of things don't often ruffle me, but thrown all together, I was definitely ruffled. And yesterday when my car died, I was not feeling joy or peace at all, honestly. And what I'm struck by today is my gaze was not on the Lord. My gaze was on the circumstances. My gaze was on my to-do list. I often feel like it's a race against time to get my to-do list done every day. And when my eyes are on my list or my desires for how my day is going to look, I don't feel joy or peace. And today, (laughs) you reminded me that the Lord is near because I have to look at that, though. I have to look at Him and gaze upon Him to know Him. So I'm just really figuring that out for my week and all the details that have to be taken care of. But I feel like the Lord doesn't want me to look at my list. He just wants me to look at Him. So thank you. Yeah, when you read the scripture, Rach, I thought the same thing as soon as you said the Lord is near. It was like, maybe you used this word, I can't remember, but it was almost jarring. Like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, isn't that like, that's kind of part of God's character is he surprises us like in the midst of like, I'm getting what I think needs to be done, done, Lord. And he comes in and he says, I'm here. And how beautiful that is. But one other thing that struck me was some of the words that you used and shared during your reflection about our inner man, like some of the thoughts we have going through our mind while we're going about our day and doing our to-do list, I was a little like, ooh. But it's, I think sometimes, just like Jacqueline shared, I'm going through doing my stuff and getting all the things done. I had a similar week and um, not making room for the Lord. And I think maybe we've talked about that in the previous Advent podcast, but not making space to feel those feelings, to think about them and to bring them to the Lord. And so just to take a, take a moment during my day or th- even throughout my day, or even while I'm looking at my to-do list <laughs> to say, what's going on right now? Where are you, Lord? I know you're here, you know, just taking expression faith. But yeah, I think one thing that you shared that really struck me was just some of the deeper, darker moments and that even there, God wants to meet with me. Amen. I think one of the things that struck me as you were reading this scripture, where Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And it just made me think that, you know, as you shared, Rachel, that the Lord does want us to pour out 
our hearts to Him, our prayers, our petitions, but with thanksgiving. And to me, that says, pour those petitions out in a way that you have expectation that God is already in the answer. So you can thank Him for it. So if I'm praying for a family member that I just really want them to come into a relationship with the Lord and have their lives changed. So it's, it's asking the Lord for that, but not like I'm, not like I'm clinging to him, please, 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 but like I'm thanking him for who that person already is and seeing them with God's eyes and praying into that, who the Lord is calling them to be. It just changes that whole sense of, of even praying out of anxiety and praying out of thanksgiving and assurance of who our Father is. You know, he, he already knows the things that are on our hearts. He already knows how we feel about things. And so, yeah, it's going back to what each of you have already shared. The Lord is near. He's right here. And I don't have to throttle him (laughs) 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 to get him to listen to me. I need to have that sense of thanksgiving. The other word that struck me was, I believe, I'm looking at a different translation than yours, Rachel. Yours talked about kindness. And the word in, in mine is gentleness. Let your gentleness be evident. And I, I just felt like that was a word that really struck me is that in these, in my petitions, in the things that I want to see happen, that, that kind of goes along with the thanksgiving and my attitude towards the Lord is be gentle. <laughs> and of course, that overflows to be gentle with those around you. I read a couple different translations of it too. And I think the message Bible was my favorite about just that piece of it. So it says, make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Mm-hmm. Is that a cool way to say it? It's so, you know, you can say kindness, you can say gentleness, but to like kind of expand it like that about what that means to be kind and gentle to another person. Yeah. How about when you're in an, a discussion or an argument with your spouse. <laughs> Do I let him know that I'm on his side, <laughs> even though we disagree? <laughs> Jane, and I really liked what you said about the Thanksgiving piece, sort of um, highlighting that too, because I was thinking about how that's what Jen talked about in her podcast when Matt didn't get the job that they expected and Jen's heart and Matt's hearts were so heavy. They really chose to thank the Lord, to be thankful. And what an expression of faith that is. And so when we are facing trials and feeling overwhelmed by things not going the way we want, thanking God, like you said, thanking him in, in intercession for a family member or thanking him when the car breaks down is really an expression of faith. And what I'm struck by in my own little personal story about this week is if I could have just taken a moment when I was in the parking lot last night with a broken down car to expect God to do something, to thank him, you know, okay, God, I trust you. What are you going to do in this moment? And what he did, even though I wasn't thankful, is sent 
the cavalry and my oldest son and his friend drove around to find working jumper cables and they came and rescued me. And it was fun. It was a beautiful moment to really allow them to serve and to watch them do their thing. And I'm just reminded that, wow, that's who God is. He does these things and he works them out for the good and they're they're special and they're better than we can imagine. But it's just so hard to thank him when we don't feel like it's what we want happening. Which kind of circles back to the he is the mere piece of it because as Janet was saying, we can expect him to be on our side because that's who God is. Mm -hmm. And so just being reminded that he's near and knowing him and knowing that he's on our side, we can have expectation. Thinking, Janet, when you shared about the piece about Thanksgiving, Rachel and I went to, we just recently went to the Maverick City music concert. And if you guys don't know Maverick City, check them out. And actually, maybe we'll link this song in the show notes. But they have this song that Naomi Rain is, is one of the singer's names. And she, she sings about our breath and just the fact that we can breathe is a miracle. And I've been thinking about that since we went to the concert and then I've listened to the song again since then. And then yesterday on social media, I saw one of those dumb little videos, but it's so, it's such a great reminder. And it was this girl, a young woman, I should say, and she was walking around her house and she's like, I have this thing, it's called a faucet. And when you turn it on, water comes out and I I get to sleep in this bed and, and I can breathe like on my own, my heart beats, you know, and I just, it was a silly little video, but just those reminders of all the miracles that are happening around us that we take for granted, but that there's reason for Thanksgiving in our lives um, all the time. Amen. <laughs> so, wow. Thanksgiving is great. So I love what you're saying, Jen, about those things that we take for granted to have Thanksgiving for. And I was thinking about when we're praying and having posture of being thankful when we're praying for things, but just the most basic of just being thankful for knowing the Lord and that He is near and He's present to us. I think that a lot of times when I am in a time of like deeper prayer where I'm really experiencing the Lord, I realize none of it matters. None of those circumstances matter because I have the Lord. I would choose anything else or I would choose nothing else as long as I had the Lord. You know how Paul talks about, like, he doesn't care that he's in prison because he has the Lord. And so just being thankful for the Lord and that he's present to us. This is sort of changed the subject, but I was just looking at the last line in the scripture, that the peace that passes all understanding. And I think I just want to put the question on the table. I don't know if you guys have any wisdom, but like, how can we hold on to that peace during the busyness that Advent can present. Do you guys have any, even just some practical tips um, of holding on to the peace that passes understanding? Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that's not cliche, right? <laughs> Spend time with the Lord. Well, that's a that's an important one. It's a huge <laughs> one. <laughs> it is. It's and, huge. and to start the day spending time with the Lord. Yeah. I think for me, I often do play intentionally, play very peaceful worship, Christmas or Advent music, depending how, how close we are to Christmas, instead of allowing the house to be filled with a lot of noise, because there's a lot of noise out there. And um, that's often helpful. And I also feel like I 
the Lord has called me to at different times, different seasons of the pre-Christmas and during Advent to really cross off a lot of things on my list. Like, okay, this is what I love Christmas to look like, but that's really not going to bring me joy and it's not going to bring my family closer to Jesus. And that's that's really what I feel like I have to do every day is to say, mm, is this worth the time and money? Is this worth the effort? And let the things that aren't go. So that's exactly that's what a- I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you let go so you can fo- you know, focus on Jesus and have your family focus on Jesus. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say that as well. That thought was coming to my mind in a different way in terms of letting go of perfection, mm-hmm. because I think particularly women struggle with that. And so what does the perfect Christmas look like if we're constantly, anxiously working towards that, we're not going to have peace. So yeah, letting letting go of the things on our list that aren't a priority, aren't going to bring us closer to the Lord is, is a way to let go of that perfect picture that we have in our mind. I think to find those small moments in the day to seek the Lord, I think sometimes that, depending on what your life looks like, you might not have hours to spend with the Lord, but that doesn't mean you can't spend those little moments with Him. Like just listening to a worshipful Christmas song quietly and allowing those few minutes and give them to the Lord and really listen and give your heart to Him. Um Listen to this podcast. (laughs) Letting the Lord use it to draw you to Him and to hear His heart for you. I don't know why the word darkness keeps coming to my mind. And I I was just thinking how, like, I don't know about where all of our listeners live, but where we are on the East Coast right now, it's getting very dark. (laughs) And I was just thinking how the Lord, like, naturally... Even this morning, I found it really hard to get out of bed because it was so dark. It's colder this week. And it's amazing that the Lord naturally gives us seasons where we slow down because we don't have as many options to be outside doing things. And so it's just thinking about, I don't know, something about darkness and silence being tied together. There's something about being still in those two words or thoughts, just thinking about how God sort of naturally allows that to happen during the Advent season, which is neat. And then he breaks in. Mm-hmm. You know, the light of the world comes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me today and kind of going on this journey of growing closer to the Lord. And we thank all of you for listening today. We just pray that your Advent is a beautiful season. It is a season where you know that the Lord is near. It is a season where um, you experience His light breaking through the darkness in your life. And we look forward to having you join us next week.